Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2,337 with a release date of Friday, August 12th, 2022 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. An amateur satellite built by Indian schoolgirls suffers a failed deployment. A South African ham offers a rare chance for an EME contact with Angola. And oops, that James Webb telescope image isn't what it seems. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2337 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's independent on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now, reporting from Union, Kentucky, here's Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Our top story this week was supposed to be a success story for India's new satellite launch vehicle, which had on board a small ham radio satellite built by schoolchildren. Something went wrong in its deployment, however, as Graham Kemp, VK4BB, tells us. Failure and disappointment marked the debut of India's small satellite launch vehicle, which lifted off Saturday, August 6, only to deploy two satellites into the wrong orbits. One of the satellites was a much-anticipated project, built by 750 schoolgirls in India as part of Space Kids India. It carried an amateur radio payload. The Indian Space Agency said that the satellites were sent into an elliptical orbit instead of the intended circular orbit, 356 kilometres or 221 mile above Earth. The elliptical orbit meant that at some point, the satellite's orbits would come as close to Earth as 76 kilometres or 47 miles. Officials from the ISRO said the error was caused by a sensor failure that could not be detected in time. Five hours after liftoff, the mission was declared a failure. The maiden voyage of the launcher was a much-celebrated event, which also commemorated India's 75th year of independence. This is Graham Kemp, VK4BB. The activation of Angola using EME this month has been years in the planning for one South African amateur. It's expected to be a major first. Jason Daniels, VK2 LAW, tells us what's in store. Going on the air is Delta 2 Tango X-ray from Angola, as a portable EME operator is expected to be an unprecedented experience. Bernie ZS4TX told Newsline in an email that he's unaware of any of the popular EME bands having been used to activate Angola, as he is doing on two metres between the 12th and 16th of August. It's a long road trip, more than 2,800 kilometres over the course of four days. The final 220 kilometres is on dirt roads and will take six hours. Bernie said the advantage of road travel means the station will be able to use a larger than usual array of 2x18 element M2 Yagi antennas. Bernie also said that stations with a 12 element Yagi, 250 watts and a decent low noise amplifier can likely work him and the recent developments in digital modes available on WSJTX may make it possible for even the most modest stations. With a couple of moon passes, Bernie hopes to be able to work 300 or so stations. Licensed since the age of 17, Bernie learned about 2-meter EME from HAL ZS6WB and Chris ZS6EZ in the early 1990s when he and Chris worked Dave W5UN on CW EME from Botswana during a VHF expedition trip. He later worked W5UN from Lesotho for one of his last entities for the first 2-meter DXCC award ever issued. 
Birdie urges EME enthusiasts to listen for him. He said, quote, use this opportunity. It may be a very long time before Angola is activated again. It could be the chance of a lifetime, end quote. This is Jason Daniels, VK2 LAW. If you're new to working EME, there's some helpful guidance on W7GJ's website, including detailed instructions on how to set up your station and make contacts. Find the link in the text version of this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. Grateful for his recovery from prostate cancer, a ham in the UK is operating a special event station to raise awareness and funds for further research. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, brings us his story. Writing on his blog, Andrew Brown, M0ONH, shares the details of his early symptoms, diagnosis, surgery, treatment and recovery from prostate cancer at age 41. His medical journey began mid-2021 with visits to doctors to identify the source of his symptoms. He had surgery last spring. Andrew has been a ham since 2018, hence the call sign suffix ONH, for one new ham. He began his blog as a way to encourage others to join him in amateur radio. Now he's making use of amateur radio to encourage others to do something more, be proactive in their own health care. He wants people to learn more about prostate cancer and help raise funds for research. Andrew has organised a special event station, GB8PCA, with the support of three Essex clubs and Essex Ham. Activation takes place on Saturday the 13th of August from 1100 to 1600 local time, that's GMT plus one, Monday the 15th at 2000 during the Essex Ham Net on GB3DA and on Friday the 19th at 2000, all times local, during the TARG Club Net also on GB3DA. Listen as well for the special event station at either Galleywood or at the Hack Space on Sunday the 21st of August from 1100 to 1600 local time. Here's another reason to make contact. For every logged QSO using the GB8PCA call sign, Andrew will donate £1 himself. If you cannot contact him but want to support the cause, visit his Just Giving donation page. You can read more about Andrew's story on his blog. See the links for Andrew's blog and the Just Giving pages in the text version of this week's script at arnewsline.org. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Hams in One Pennsylvania Club are celebrating a relationship with the Mars rover that began 10 years ago. Randy Sly, W4XJ, has those details. How do you celebrate a 10th anniversary? A dinner? A party? The Holmesburg Amateur Radio Club in Philadelphia decided to send its club call, WM3PEN, on a long vacation that would take 255 days to get there. They teamed up with NASA's Mars Science Laboratory rover Curiosity to visit Bradbury Landing on Mars. The boarding pass was purchased on April 25, 2011, and Curiosity, with their call sign on board, landed on the Red Planet in early August 2012. Since the landing, Curiosity and WM3PEN have traveled nearly 18 miles searching for the perfect location for the de-expedition. 
The folks at WM3PEN also thought it would be a good trip to team up with the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, JPL, since they decided to make it a CW event. To help measure size and distance, the JPL engineers carved out the dots and dashes of the letters JPL on the tire treads. How could a ham argue with a CW buddy along for the ride? NASA reports that engineers are devising ways to minimize wear and tear and keep the rover rolling. In fact, Curiosity's mission was recently extended for another three years. When asked what's next for the WM3 team, call sign trustee Bob Josewait, WA3PZO, said that after just coming off field day in the 13 Colony special event in June and July, it will be time to relax before planning the next adventure. This is Randy Sly, W4XJ. Four students at a private university in the United States will receive full one-year scholarships for their studies in the fields of science and technology with the help of a grant from Amateur Radio Digital Communications. The $200,000 grant will fund their studies as well as their involvement in related activities. It will also cover the cost of producing programs on the university's FM radio station, highlighting scholars involved in STEM topics. The financial gift is especially significant because the private college in the state of Virginia houses a school of engineering and technology that has a strong commitment to recruiting women and African Americans to study for research careers in engineering and materials science fields. Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline. Heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the WA2EHL Repeater in Burlington, New Jersey on Fridays at 7 p.m. local time. There are two top winners sharing the glory in the first ham challenge competition of Region 1 of the International Amateur Radio Union. Ed Durant, DD5LP, tells us about their achievements. The International Amateur Radio Union Region 1 has chosen two hams to share top honours equally in their ham challenge competition. The contest, which was introduced for the first time on April 30th, asked participants to propose game-changing ideas that would help grow the international amateur radio community. Nestor 5B4AHZ and Christian HB9FEU were chosen as first place winners. Nestor's winning project was Ham Radio Escape Room, a virtual escape room inspired by the pandemic. Teams use radio instead of webcams to communicate. Christian's project was a public database of fun projects for innovation and technically orientated hobbyists. Many of the activities accommodated those with very little experience or available equipment. The third place winner was Luca, IU2FRL, and the youth prize went to Guy, ZS6GUY. IARU Region 1 said it will be in touch with the winners to help them turn their proposals into actual working models. Ham Challenge will return in 2023. This is Ed Durant, DD5LP. A new emergency preparedness strategy by officials in the northeastern Indian state of Tripura is giving high priority to amateur radio. Jim Meachin, ZL2, BHF, has that story. 
As many as nine new amateur radio stations are being set up by the government of Tripura in India in an attempt to improve communications during disasters. The State Disaster Management Agency told reporters during a recent press conference an estimated 1,500 trained volunteers have already stepped forward to operate the stations as they become available. The first station will be ready to go on the air shortly and will be based at the State Emergency Operations Centre in the Secretariat Complex. The remaining eight still require proper licences from the Ministry of Communication. The state officials said that 10 more automated rain gauges and 7 automated weather stations will also be installed in urban areas by India's meteorological department. Officials said they had hoped that these additional measures would increase all teams' abilities to provide life-saving response in the state, which is prone to a variety of catastrophes, including flash floods, strong winds and heat waves. This is Jim Meachin. Said old to BHF. Hams in France will need to share many of their frequencies with broadcasters and others involved in the Paris 2024 Olympic Games. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, brings us those details. Just as some amateur frequencies were open to other users during the Olympics in London in 2012, amateur frequencies are to be shared during the 2024 Olympics in France. According to recent news reports, some VHF and UHF frequencies are to become available between the 26th of June and the 15th of September 2024 to accommodate the organising committee for the Paris Games and thus requiring amateur radio operators to limit their activities on those bands. The National Frequency Agency of France, which is responsible for allocations in that country, said frequencies are being made available during the Games for private mobile radio voice communications, mostly by walkie-talkie. Amateur radio operators are considered primary users on 2 metres by the ITU. On other bands, 1240 MHz to 1260 MHz will be used for programme making and special events, or PMSE, services. These frequencies are open to hams on a secondary basis. Frequencies on the 2.3 gigs band, also open to hams on a secondary basis, will be used for video links. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. In the world of DX, members of the West Bengal Radio Club, VU2WB, will be using the call sign AT2AAM on August 15th to commemorate the 75th anniversary of India's independence from the UK. Be listening on various HF bands, QSL to AT2AAM or VU2WB. Be listening for Eugen DL8AAI on the air as 5H2JK-P from August 11th through the 17th during a hiking tour in Kilimanjaro National Park, 5HFF-0005. He will be on the air holiday style, mainly on sideband on 20 through 10 meters, using the worldwide flora and fauna frequencies, QSL via DL8AAI. In Cuba, Lefty CO2QU is on the air from Havana in a 015 until December 31st on 30 meters using FT8 and FT4 and 6 meters using FT8. QSL to CO2QU direct via Logbook of the World. 
Members of the Saudi Amateur Radio Society, HZ1SAR, are on the air as HZ1CPCF for the Crown Prince Camel Festival special event until September 4th. Be listening on 20, 17, 16, and 6 meters where the operators are using CW sideband FT8 and FT4. QSL to HZ1SAR. Over the past few weeks, Newsline has carried stories about the fabulous images transmitted back to Earth from the James Webb Telescope. We end this week's newscast with an update, a report that has even more meat to it. Here's Paul Brown, WD9GCO. Once upon a time, in a galaxy far, far away, there was a French physicist with a report that was also far, far away, in this case, from reality. In late July, a very excited scientist, Etienne Klein, posted an image on his Twitter account, identifying it as the James Webb Telescope's highly detailed capture of Proxima Centauri, which, at 4.2 light years away from Earth, is the closest star to the sun. It is so close to the sun, in fact, that you might say it sizzles. In this case, it sizzles like sausage, because that's what it turned out to be, a single round slice of chorizo, a type of savory Spanish smoked sausage, in a close-up under the camera lens. Klein later admitted his post was a light-hearted deception, but only after thousands of his Twitter followers, who presumably were not vegetarians, had approved of the image. He told French media later that the tweet was meant only as a joke and insisted that any and all reports of celestial sausage are, as you might say, tough to swallow. You might even call it a bit of baloney. This is Paul Brown, WD9GCO. With thanks to the ARDC, the ARRL, Bernie Vanderwalt, ZS4TX, Bob Jesuite, WA3PZO, CQ Magazine, David Bihar, K7DB, IARU Region 1, Northeast Today, Ohio Pen DX, People Magazine, QRZ.com, Southgate Amateur Radio News, ShortwaveRadio.de, Space.com, Space Kids India, and your listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all volunteer volunteer nonprofit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. We also remind our listeners that if you like our newscast, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the news desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Neil Rapp, WB9VPG in Union, Kentucky, saying 7-3, and as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2022, all rights reserved.